0: I had originally a whole different homily prepared for this morning, all about the Eucharist. It's so timely. And then last night I was praying in the chapel, and I just said, Lord, is this what you want? And at that minute I got a text with a little uh, link to a letter of a friend of mine. His name is Charles. He's a bit of a theologian. He lives down in Texas. And I... Clicked on it and just started reading. And I want to share it with you because it's very timely. This is not a homily I want to give, but I got to believe that you are probably feeling the same way that I am after this week. He wrote this. This summer has been a rocky one for the church in the United States. First, there was the revelations about now former Cardinal McCarrick. Then there were reports that many in the church knew about inappropriate behavior and relationships that the Cardinal Archbishop was engaged in, and yet he was allowed to remain in the College of Cardinals, keep his Episcopal see, and remain in the priesthood. And then, when we thought the worst had come to light, the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office this week released the report from the grand jury that had been impaneled to investigate the Catholic dioceses in the state and their alleged cover-up of the clergy sex abuse. To say the report was shocking would be the understatement of the summer. In this report, there were allegations of up to 300 priests that victimized thousands of innocent kids over the course of the last 70 years. The first thing I want to point out to you, my dear people, is that this was a massive failure from the bishops in Pennsylvania, a failure to shepherd their flock and protect them from the wolves. And it is sickening. There's a lot of evidence that they knew some of these priests were doing this, or at least the accused of doing it, and yet they took no action. They will answer for it on their day of judgment. <clears throat> and so what are we What are we supposed to make of this? Because I don't know about you, but when I heard of this, my heart sank. I thought this was over. Do we feel betrayed? What do we think of the church in which we have placed our love and our trust in? In the year 2002, I entered seminary. That is the same year that the Boston scandal hit the news. I was shocked and horrified, but something inside of me said something to the akin of, you know, that is not what priests should be. Be what priests should be. Build up the church. Don't tear it down. Before the mass, Deacon Randy and I were talking in the back and he said that there was a priest that was speaking to some seminarians this last week. And he said, I want to commend you men, because right now the church is on fire and you are running into it. You are running into it. But even in 2002, I knew that the church was being being treated unfairly in the media And I want to be very clear, in no way do I want to excuse anything that's happened. I am as horrified as you are. I just want to be clear with the facts. There was a release of a study in 2004, the John Jay study, that showed the fact that Catholic priests are less likely than the general male population to be sexual offenders, and that children are almost a hundred times more likely to be victimized by public school employees. And of 109,000 priests since 1950, 4% of them have been accused. That is roughly 4,500. Again, I am in no way trying to rationalize this or justify these heinous crimes of the recently accused. But we must remember that the church is holy not because her members are holy, but in spite of them. The church is holy because she is the bride of Christ. She is the extension of Christ into this world. And the church is not a human institution that happens to have a divine character. The church is a divine institution that has human members. We're all sinners. I don't know if you know this story. Pope Pius VII, his secretary of state, Cardinal Consalvi, met with Napoleon. And Napoleon said, I want you to know I am going to make it my number one goal to crush the Catholic Church and the Cardinal started laughing he said good luck because we've been trying for 1500 years and we can't we can't and on top of all of this let us not forget that Judas was one of the 12 Jesus said in John's gospel did I not choose you 12 and yet one of you is a devil He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon the Iscariot, one of the twelve who would betray him. Jesus handpicked twelve men to be his apostles. And yet one committed a treasonous act, the likes of which has never been seen before or since. He handed over an innocent man, God in the flesh, to be brutally murdered by the state and corrupt religious authorities. Scandal has been in the church since the beginning. And if Judas could be picked by Christ and yet be a devil, it shouldn't surprise us that some devils still exist in the church today. One out of 12 in the original church, roughly 7%. In the wake of all this, I, as a Catholic priest, want to apologize to you, the lay faithful, for these scandals. They are a stain on the dignity and the beauty of what Jesus founded the priesthood to be. I also want you to know that everyone is a sinner. Everyone struggles, and quite honestly, without Jesus, we are all doomed to death and corruption. And even though there has been much failing in the hierarchy of the church in America, there has also been success. Since the Dallas protocols that have been put in place since 2002, the Catholic Church has become one of the safest institutions for children in the nation. I work with seminarians and the process to make sure that they are normal, healthy young men that are integrated, who love Jesus, and that process is long. Their lives are torn apart because we will never let what has happened happen again and I as vocation director promise you that I will do everything to make sure the men that are coming to serve in this diocese are healthy integrated men of virtue and I hope this can give you some hope that this ship can be turned around and the complete stop of the victimization of children will happen finally I would like to address the devil's role in this as well Again, I am not for a moment trying to excuse the disgusting or criminal behavior by these priests. What they did, they did of their own free will. But you better believe that the devil had his hand in it as well. Just as he did with Judas. The devil has his sights set on priests. And he will use any occasion he can to make them fall. He knows. He knows as has been proven. And I am sad to say that these types of scandals cause people to lose faith and hope. And he knows, as the prophet Zechariah said, if you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. This is why we cannot let this happen this time. Don't let these scandals shake your faith. Don't let this make you mistrust 97% of priests that have done nothing wrong, who love you, who would lay down their lives for you. And we're even more, probably more deeply disturbed by these reports than you are. We don't measure the teachings of our faith by those that practice them in the worst possible ways. We measure it by the best, by Jesus. And when we look at him, we echo the words of Peter in the gospel. Lord, where else can we go? you have the words of eternal life and we have come to know and to believe that you are the Son of God. And so even though the whole world may fall around me, I have nowhere else to go. I know that the church and Christ himself are the truth. Made up of weak men and women, yes. But having received Christ in the Eucharist, my heart would never allow me to leave him. I will remain with him no matter what. No matter with what I'm faced, no matter whatever the church is faced. And so I ask you in the wake of this disaster, let us double down our efforts. What is the world longing for? She's longing for saints. The wicked are everywhere. And the good have no conviction. We must atone for the crimes committed against the innocent and pray for the victims and pray that this never, ever happens again. But most importantly, we must rally close to the heart of Christ in prayer, confession, and frequent reception of the Eucharist. And we must not be shaken by the crimes of the wicked, but rise up in holiness and virtue and rebuild a broken kingdom.